Welcome to the Geek Guild, a podcast for you, by you, where you can be unapologetically you. My name is Alexis, and I'm joined today by Ray and CJ. Thank you guys for being here with us today, especially given that we're all kind of 100 miles away from each other in different time zones. So thank you guys. Yeah. Yes, no problem. I'm glad to be here. How are y'all doing today? I'm hanging in there. Uh, just got off work. I'm tired, but I'm here. Last day of my weekend, I'm ready to get going. Heck yeah. Sweet. <laughs> so I thought today we could dive into some of the classes and races of Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. So there are currently 42 races and 12 classes in D&D, with hundreds of combinations and homebrew races to choose from. It originally started with nine classes, or nine races, and only three classes. The nine races were... Dwarves, Elves, Halflings, Humans, Dragonborns, Gnomes, Half-Elves, Half-Orcs, and Tieflings. And the original D&D races were based on Tolkien-esque classic fantasy tropes, and some being specifically, some being made specifically for the game. The three classes were the Cleric, the Fighting Man, and the Magic User, with Thief being added as the fourth main class, and Paladin as a Fighting Man subclass. Uh, These four fantasy game archetypes represent four major tactical roles in play, with the fighter offering direct combat strength and durability, the thief offering cunning and stealth, and the cleric providing support in both combat and magic, and the magic, the magic user has a variety of magical power. So I think it's kind of crazy how it started with like so little and now it's huge. Right. Oh, it's it's nothing many... but mix and match at this point. Yeah, I didn't realize there was as many like playable races as there are. Like I knew they just dropped a whole bunch of them with the most recent book they put out, but that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's staggering. Um, in the beginning, the other classes are thought out thought of as alternatives that refine or combine these functions. Dwarves and halflings were restricted to the fighting man class, and elves were restricted to the fighting man and magic user classes. And all three of the non-human races had limited level advancement. And then in the advanced Dungeons and Dragons, it loosened the restrictions on race and class combinations. And then now, you know, obviously, it's like an infinite number of combinations you can use. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's 5e's thing. <laughs> so what is your guys... Can do anything. What's your yep. guys' favorite class or race to play? That's a tough one, dude. Um, I guess... I could tell you the one that I chose that I kind of gravitate towards all the time. And that's Rogue. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it's because when I played Skyrim, I always played like the the sneaky archer that everyone plays. But uh, no, nah, rogue. The go-to. The go-to. The, the easiest Skyrim way to. Skyrim on easy mode. Yeah, <laughs> it really was easy mode. But because um, I've I've had, it's that's the class I've played the most so far, um, is rogue. Um, although I have a very fond appreciation of them all, I would say. What about you, CJ? 
Um, my personal favorite, I'm gonna have to go with you, is the Rogue. I've, it's always yeah. been like starting off. My uh, dad got me into it back with uh, Advanced D and D, and uh, that's all I played was the uh, Thief back then. <laughs> so I feel like that set me into that mindset of you gotta be quiet, gotta be sneaky. So mm -hmm. like every game past then, like my main objective is just be as sneaky and quiet as possible. You can get a lot done sneaking around like that. Like, oh, yeah. Especially because you can get, I don't know, like you can get around so many puzzles and stuff that the DM throws your way. Just be like, oh, I'm going to sneak past these guards. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, you sure you don't want to fight them? And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Why fight For sure. you? Don't have to. And you also want our favorite races, right? Yeah. I feel like. Mm, this is a harder one for me. I like a lot of them. Yeah, for me personally, it's uh, it for me it comes from a min maxing standpoint. Okay, so it's more gotcha. So like, what race goes best with what class? Um, mm -hmm. If I had to choose like my most used race, it would probably be human, just for the variant feature and getting that early feat. Oh, dude, an early feat is so good. Anytime mm -hmm. I play in a human, and anytime like someone else is playing a human, I'm like. Go ahead and pick. Go ahead and pick the variant human because yeah. that early feat is <laughs> tremendous. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. so let's see the current campaign I'm running. I think my uh, thief has he's running the noble background with a uh, linguist feat, so he's got like eight languages he can speak. <laughs> <to>. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I think he can like read lips too. Like it, it, it's uh, kind of crazy the stuff you can do with linguist. Yeah. Or it might be it's either that or you can create like ciphers. Yeah, that's that what people it is. have to. That's that's ciphers. cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I'd have to say the probably, probably the brace I've played the most is half elf. Um, I played a lot of half elf. I don't know why. Solid I guess choice. it's. I feel like I'm riding the fence on that. <laughs> it's like, oh, do I want to be a human or an elf? I'll pick both. That's what I'm currently <laughs> but, um, playing in our campaign is a half elf ranger. Half elves are great, man. You get a get a good chunk of everything, really. I find it a lot easier to play than the uh, Genasi druids I tried to play in our one of our campaigns. Some of the uh, more fantastical races can be a lot harder to play, you know, especially like, um, especially like I've heard of some people who wanted to play like a Kenku, and that I don't know how you don't get annoyed as shit playing that because they they can only mimic things that they hear they can't really like talk yeah. so that kind of creates a a weird problem and then some of them are weird like aarakocra like the bird people or like the lizard folk are another deal because they um they don't understand like what's the what's the term uh they don't really understand like jokes or uh like yeah. just like sayings that some people have like if you said like like that was a piece of cake they would think you're literally talking about a piece of cake and you have to role play that that you know that's a whole other yeah. can of worms the, i guess um, yeah that reminds me so much of uh what's his face from um the guardians of the galaxy drax oh yeah he doesn't understand go. sarcasm yeah oh everything's just right over the top of him he's like and that's funny in its own right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah now, the, uh, uh, the Kenku, though, you brought those guys up, and those guys would be pretty, uh, they do pretty good for rogues. 
Oh with, yeah, they yeah, get a bunch of bonuses whole... towards stealth and whatnot. Yeah, even with the mimicking stuff. Because that's be kind good, of like a built-in uh, distractions and whatnot. Yeah, I was gonna say like a built-in. What's that spell? Uh, with minor illusion, almost. Yeah. Where it's just the like you make any noise that you've heard. Yeah. Especially because like you can mimic other people's voices and stuff, so you could do some real clever oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. In the right hands, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What about what about you, Alexis? Because you've played. I don't remember everything you've played so far, and all the like little one shots. A half elf rogue, a or no, a half elf ranger, a tiefling rogue, and then a water genasi druid and a fire genasi druid. That's right. Gotcha. The, now, which what's up? How are the genasis? How do they play? I had a lot of difficulty with them because there were so many like spells and stuff I could add to it. So. Okay. It confused me a little bit. I'm not as advanced as you guys are with D&D. <laughs> no, you're fine, because a big part of uh, the Genasi is that they get they, they get a couple of different spells depending on, like, their level, which is really yeah. weird. So, like, as, as a first-level air Genasi, I think you just have access to, like, the, the gust cantrip, like a little bit of, like, like wind. <laughs> and then at level three is when you get, like, the the big spell like gust of wind where you're like hurling you have to create like a wall of wind we started uh, out at a, a higher level so i had like all these spell slots i had to fill so it was yeah uh, especially because like they i think they technically function differently than like traditional spells because they're like yeah, uh they're like, they're like a, a, a once per day yeah they're like a racial bonus spell and not like a class spell so that that could probably be a little confusing, but they're really cool. Like, uh, Air Genasi, they can they can breathe. Well, no, sorry, they can hold their breath indefinitely. I think that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. And like, they're like wind people. I don't know. I don't know. I like Air Genasi. I don't know why I like wind people. <laughs> I've been playing this uh, half elf ranger for about a year now, so I feel pretty familiar with that one. But if you throw in the other ones, I'm not so good with those yet. Well, just wait, man. There's plenty of time for more characters. Especially if you kill mine off. I'm not trying to. I'm telling you. It's just the luck of the draw sometimes. <laughs> he cut off my arm in the last campaign. Listen. Listen. You're one of those guys. Listen. <laughs> I, I immediately replaced it with a prosthetic, okay? It's fine. I wanted I wanted you to know how scary that guy was. <laughs> He's big and scary. And he rolled, like, crazy high on you, so... And I think I made you roll, like, a con save, which you failed, so, like, listen. I... I tried. <laughs> it sounds to me like he did it fairly and had your, uh... He gave you your outs and you just didn't... Don't give it. him that satisfaction. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> But no, I, I I don't try to I don't try to take that away from you without, because I mean, especially because you're the archer. Like, what are you gonna do <laughs> without without an arch? Exactly. So, do you guys have a least favorite race or class? Mm. Oh man, least favorite race. I'll say the Honestly? least. I'll, I'll give you my least favorite class, and it's not because I don't like the class. It's because I don't know how to play it as well, and that's probably a bard. 
That's probably the one I have the hardest time playing because like everyone in my family is like musically oriented except for me. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, like, the least qualified out of the people I know <laughs> to play a bard. <laughs> right. Because I'll be, like, because the, they probably don't know all the terms of, like, cadence and stuff. I'd be, like, I just hit my drum <laughs> and, and make some make some magic noises. Get yourself a, a little techno bard going on. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. In terms uh, of the least favorite. favorite race. Oh, you had a favorite something? Yeah, the least favorite race or class for me would probably have to be Bard as well, just strictly for the stereotypical horny Bard. It's like, yeah. That's so dumb. That so gets dumb. old really quick from what I hear. Have but, you had uh, people yeah. who play that way in campaigns that you've done? Uh, most people really don't want to play Bard in general. And if they are going to play a bard, it's because they're going for that oh, stereotype. I screw everything. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I feel like that would take away from the game. Yeah, and like there's Bob. some instances that it fits well. It has to be with the right group of people, though. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly just got to be just blown off as it's like a haha. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of them that, like, that's their whole deal, though. They're like, yo, can I can I seduce this lich real quick? Yeah. It's like, a little, no. little persuasion. You're like, no, you, no, you, you can't. can't. He's not interested. <laughs> he, he's a skeleton. <laughs> um, the, only, the only two bards I've played were, I played, like, a Dragonborn Bard of Creation, just because I'd never played one. Uh, now it's fun. But there's one that I, uh, I played briefly that I was really into. He was a... Uh, Oh man, I forget his race. I want to say. Oh, what was his race? You know, what? I might just pull it up here. But I know he was a bard of. Uh, I think it's the bard of spirits. It's one of the new ones, uh, where you're like a. What are you, kind of those people like carnivals. Uh, here, hold on. Let me see if I can't find it. He's a mountain dwarf. Yeah, yeah. College of spirits bard. So he was kind of because a lot of what they get is they uh, they commune with the dead and they can have like a crystal ball or a Ouija board or like tarot oh, cards like that you're creepy like kind of soothsayer type like a soothsayer like seance type guy yeah, yeah. and he, and he you. was like blind but like the fact that he got blinded allowed him to like kind of see ghosts a little bit um, and that like whenever he's walking around like he can't see anything except for like spirits. And that's how he was able to like commune with them. Like that was really cool. That's a, that's a that bard I played. Like a terrible way to live. Um, yeah, no, he's he's just very sad man. <laughs> he's really sad. Um, very sad. But that was that was a cool bard to play instead of the stereotypical horny bard. Well, yeah. you can't be horny if you're dead inside. No, there's absolutely nothing that he wants in this war he, i mean i think I, he, he had a wife but she died and now that's all you can think about so he's not horny at all he's just sad i mean at least he still gets to see her <laughs> true I, I guess yeah i mean <laughs> i suppose but yeah the plus? i think one of the weirdest uh 
races that I saw as an option was a herring god. Is that how you pronounce what? it? The little rabbit? Oh. oh, that's one of the new ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like a little fey rabbit folk person. Mm-hmm. Have you guys played I think any that's animals? cute. I'm gonna be real. You said what? Have you guys played any animals? Mm. Yeah, not really. I personally haven't. Um... I'm not really a big fan of the more, like, fantastical, fantastical races in there. Yeah. Like, once more you start the... getting outside of your uh, Tolkien-esque races, it's like, is this really necessary? Yeah, because that is really pretty out there. I, I I think the Herringon, like the little rabbit people, I think that's fun. Because uh, no, yeah. they're, in my Monday campaign, we have, like, two players who are playing brothers and they're both, like, the rabbit folk. And, like, one's a monk and one's a fighter. And they're always getting, like, really fun banter between each other. And, like, they're, they're like, because you have their little minis and they got the little floppy ears and shit. And it's just funny. And they bounce around, like, I, I don't know. I think it's funny. I might play one. I've never played anything like that. I've played mainly just the regular, lot, lots of humans, some elves, some half-elves. Dragonborn tieflings. Um, I think that's a halfling. I played halfling. Gnome. I'm playing a gnome right now. I like my little gnome boy. Uh, I think that's really about it. I did want to play a lizard folk at one point, though, just because I love the idea of a character who just does not understand sarcasm. Just 100% <laughs> has no clue what that is. And I think I was going to make him like a barbarian, too. Which I That'd think be would be even better. Because he's just this hulking lizard man who doesn't understand sarcasm and wants yeah. to eat people. So, that could be fun. I think that'd Talking. be pretty fun. That Looking at, like, like the uh, shark dude from, what was it, the new Suicide Squad? Oh, yeah. Oh, the Nui <laughs> or whatever his name was. Yeah. That could be fun. That's good. That would be fun. I think that'd be fun. I mean, hey, there's were sharks, right? That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where is that a thing? Uh, I don't know if it's in the newer books. I know in the older books it was in there somewhere. Yeah, I think they've put out a whole bunch more, like, were-creature. They content. did. There was a were-raven in uh, the, the new Strahd book. The yeah. newest Strahd book. How does that work? Is that, like, a werewolf and a raven? Or is that some kind of weird raven? No, it's basically, like, you're a werewolf, but instead of a wolf, you're a raven. Yeah, there's a raven man. So it's or... like an anamorph type thing. Kinda, yeah. Kinda. Oh, there's okay. a bunch of them because the the, uh, the the DMG, or not the DMG, the uh, Monster Manual has a bunch. There's like where wolves, there's where bears, where tigers, mm -hmm. where rats, and where boars. Yeah. And I think that's all I know off the top of my that head. That sounds like it could get complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, in the in the first campaign that you weren't a part of this, Alexis, but uh, in the first campaign with Adam and Ethan and Cliff, they fought two werebores. Uh, yeah, they beat the shit out of them, to be honest with you. But that was a fun fight. That was really cool. So, what kind of bonuses do humans get? Can they be? Because I know, like with. Um druids and clerics and stuff they get spells is there anything that humans get that are special so humans just right off the bat if you're playing your 
run-of-the-mill human, you're going to get plus one to each of your ability scores. Mm -hmm. Or you could take the variant human and get plus one to, I think it's two ability scores, or just one, and then you get a uh, feat as well, like we Mm -hmm. were talking about earlier. Which is... Yeah, because I think the whole idea of the the plus one to everything is that the human's kind of like a versatile Yeah, like they don't really have like racial bonuses like the drow and the elves do uh halflings orcs dwarves everything else basically so they're kind of like really basic yeah yeah basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why a lot of people are like why are you playing human like <laughs> honestly i love playing human i love human like, i love it especially for like first time players that's what i always recommend human fighter oh yeah for just figure out how it works, and then next campaign we can do some little kookier, little crazier. Figure something else out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do they have like any disadvantages in fights or combat? Um, I'd no, say their I mean, biggest disadvantage so. is their lack of dark vision. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I think they're one of like two or three races that don't. They don't have, have dark it. A lot of them right have it. The yeah. So there's some of them in there that. The dark. <laughs> Yeah, because that that can mess you up, man. Like when you're, that's why light's important. If you don't, I mean, because I mean, if you don't have light and you don't have dark vision, you're like you're blind, like literally. Pretty much. And that's and that's just everything's a disadvantage. You don't know where anything is. You don't know what's happening. Mm. Like it's bad. (laughs) But like the tiefling's like, oh, he's right there. (laughs) That makes sense. Yep. Right over there by that purple blade of grass. Yep. Yep. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, that's more or less the gist of humans is, like, they're nice, basic, this is the baseline. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then you have elves who are, like, humans plus. They're, like, humans but better. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm playing, or the half-elf. Half-elves are, like, yeah, they're, like, humans but better. Yeah. Pretty nice much. Nice middle ground. So what's what's a halfling exactly? Uh, technically, it's a uh, oh, what's it from Tolkien? Uh, a hobbit. A hobbit. It's technically because I think they used to call it a hobbit, but they had to change it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and they're like, oh, so, uh, it's so a halfling. The initial name for it was hobbit, and then oh, lawsuits and everything else, and mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we can't call it hobbit. What are we gonna call it? <laughs> But yeah, no, it's Half it's length. straight up. It's it's a hobbit. You know, it's a very sh- it's it, it's a human, but they're really short. Uh, a big thing about them is that they're very. A lot of them have a more like pastoral background, a more rural background. Uh, they tend, from what I've read, they tend to work really well with other races. They're very like friendly and like genial. Like like uh, they get along with other races very well for the most part. Um, the epitome of southern hospitality. Really, like, like they are southern. Like they'll just welcome you into their house. They're like they'll get you a full meal, like whatever you need. You can stay the yeah. night. They're awesome. How do they differ uh, from dwarves? Dw- dwarves, I would say one, they're subterranean, so they they live well. Hill dwarves, I don't think they technically live. Most dwarves dwarf live. Would probably be the closest to. A halfling as yeah. the dwarves come. 
Yeah, because hill dwarves, they don't typically live underground, but even then, they're still very, uh, very stout, very... Uh, they tend to be a lot more physically, uh, I guess, I don't know, intimidating is the word. Um, yeah, they're not nearly as friendly from a lore standpoint. Mm-hmm. They're a lot more... Um, they tend to be more reclusive and, like... Withholding. Yeah. Oh, a little bit sense. more paranoid about, like, other people coming into their establishment. Especially, like, like mountain dwarves that live underground, I, I, I imagine they, you know, they have the big fortresses. They got the big walls. They're like, this is our people. Like, we're, we're hanging out here. If you're yeah. coming here, like... We're going to check you out, you know, make sure yeah, you're not... it's not like they're just dicks to be dicks, though, because they're, like, a proud race is what it stems from. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of pride. They don't realize they're being dickish. Yeah. So how about gnomes, since we're talking about smaller races? Gnomes I don't know as much about. I do know that they tend to be very, uh... Oh, they they tend to like talk really fast to get really excited about things that they're interested in. They can, tend to be more is eccentric the word you would use for them. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're a lot longer lived. Uh, they live mm-hmm. like four to six hundred years, maybe. Well, it might be even they're, longer. They're pretty on par with elves. Yeah. Lifetime wise, but you're uh, like my basic understanding of a gnome would be like adhd thought processes yeah and them they're like real heavy tinkerers and everything but they don't really quite finish the project sounds they like get they it like almost it. done it's still yeah. kind of like in pieces a little bit but it's yeah. mostly there because they got distracted go with they, another one they'll go till they run into a problem and then they'll focus on that problem and then fixing that problem will cause another problem and then they gotta fix that problem and it just keeps going from there it's just a mm-hmm. hodgepodge of chaos <laughs> yeah and because you also got the sub races of those you got the uh the rock gnome which is the more traditional like tinkerer they live underground yeah. like they build all kinds of little like machinations and inventions and i yeah. imagine a lot of them talk like this they you know put things <laughs> together uh and then you have yeah, the, the uh forest gnome right um i, I think that's the, the forest gnome because it's wood elf and forest gnome sure off the top of my head uh yeah, but I, I think what i've read is that they tend to be more uh mischievous uh not in the way of like wanting to harm people but more of like a uh kind like of a fa- like a prankster like a fey creature type deal where they're like they're like they're like snickering and they're like you know i don't know they tie your shoes together when you're not looking and they're like <laughs> and they like like little tink- children yeah like they're like little little scampering children <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's really funny uh, i love gnomes i love them yeah, the sub races of the gnomes are pretty interesting though especially when you get down to like the underdark sub races because they, uh... oh, they get kind of scary <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, oh, they have a weird name, like Snirf Neblin yeah, or something. Dude, yeah, it's a it's, weird... Hang on just a second. Let me see if I can find it real quick. If you could spell... Dude, I, I, I cannot tell you how to spell this word without looking it up. Snirf. It's like Snirf Neblin or something. Okay, it is. Let's see if you guys can pronounce this here. I want your Alexis pronounce this. It's impossible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I cannot see that. S V I R F N L I N Sphere Niblin. No idea. <laughs> I don't know whose idea that was. <laughs> but they're kind of crazy. Uh, what, was, what was the next race you had up, Alexa? Um, I had Dragonborn. Dragonborn are cool. Dragonborn I, are fun. Yeah, they're really they fun. They look pretty I, cool. I don't know as much about, like, the actual lore of them, uh, aside from, like, kind of what I made for my homebrew setting. Um, in my homebrew setting, I made them kind of more... I See, they're closer to, like, a dwarf, or they're more, like, clan-based. I don't know if that's exactly how it is in, like, yeah, Forgotten be, Realms. That'd be a pretty solid way to put it, yeah. Because mm -hmm. a yeah, lot of it's like based off, like, their... Nomadic tribes, tough. Mm-hmm. Now they're actually a little they live they're a little more fleeting, I think. I think they only live about eighty years. Yeah, they're uh, pretty on par with like human time span. Yeah. yeah. Maybe slightly younger, I guess. But uh yeah. No, they're really cool. I know a lot of people they use whenever they're voicing them, they use a Russian accent for whatever reason. I kinda love it. I can honestly. kinda see that with the picture they have on the the D&D Beyond website. I am Dragon Blacksmith. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's cool, though. So have you guys ever had a campaign where one of your characters have lived out their lifespan and just died? Is that a thing that happens? Um, I haven't. I, I don't have not, any experience with that. Not in 5th edition, because 5th edition, once you get to, like, level 20, like, you can keep playing, but there's really no point to, because there's nothing past it. Um, once you, if you go back a little bit into like third edition and three point five, then you've got like everything past level twenty going into like Paragon up to like Godhood level stuff. That's insane. Yeah, like I wish um, they, because I, I don't know that much about that stuff. Because I, I wish that they had something like that. Because yeah. you know, especially when you get into more like mythic setting of like I'm go, I want to ascend to like be the god of war or something that, that's right. intense yeah just like even uh like my dad used to tell me stories of like characters that he played growing up and would go on to like raise up kingdoms and everything and it's like it's they, like the most intense thing you can imagine yeah. You're like man you did that like <laughs> like jeez yeah he, pull out maps and show me maps of like this is what we've got plotted had plotted out is like this is my kingdom and everything else and then mm -hmm. his buddy's kingdoms around it and yeah like oh awesome. we had like a war take place in this region you're just sitting yeah. there like you were probably just amazed you were oh, like it was whoa so, it was so fun so fun to listen to could you imagine having a campaign where you start at like 16 and you're playing when you're 50 you really could build kingdoms and stuff if you yeah. did that you could, yeah. Assuming Absolutely. you don't get tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get to build kingdoms and become like a god. But then I'd be like, let me play right? someone else. <laughs> I don't want to be this fighter. Let me be a sorcerer for once. Yeah. Because that's a big uh, thing for me is that I just, I want to try everything. You know, because I, I played, man, oh, I played a lot so far. I played, like, so, I have a sorcerer right now. I have a ro I have t plenty of rogues. I've played, like, a couple paladins some bards 
I've played some wizards. Like I've 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 had a good experience of a lot of them, but I just want to keep playing. Like Druid, I haven't played a Druid yet. I'd love to play one. It sounds so cool. Because yeah. Ethan, my brother, and like Alexis, I know you were telling me how you like you thought Druid was really cool. And and uh, Sarah's also playing one, so everyone's going Druid, <laughs> and I'm not. I really want to play the Tiefling again, but also partly because the Tiefling's personality that I had was kind of an asshole. And I really want to like play around with that. Yeah, I'm not and, that, good at and that. that's you know that's fun. You know, especially when you get to be a character you're not really that's not really how you act in real life, and it's just like you get to like let loose, right? It was you're just so like... difficult to start trying to. But I feel like it, you know, especially if you got to play it for longer, you probably get right into. It. But then you gotta be careful because then you're like, is this gonna seep into my everyday life where I'm just a, an asshole to everybody? There's only and then... one way to find out. There is only one way to find out. You like snap at somebody, you're like, "Oh shit, uh, I'm not at the table. I can't do this." <laughs> like to just My people, because <laughs> then you can't tell them because you're like, "Listen, like there's another person that I play who is an asshole but isn't me, so like I I'm apologizing." Because then they're gonna think you're crazy. Like if I accidentally snap on like my kids, be like, "Oh, that's not me. That's just that my wasn't character. me. That was my character." They'd be like, "Mom, you're insane. <laughs> you <laughs> You've help. lost your mind, bro." That's uh, that's getting into grippy sock vacation territory. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I do plan on using the the tiefling as my backup character for when you inevitably kill me. I listen, listen. <laughs> I have things up my sleeve. Like, if you really want a character, like, I can come up with a little backstory where it's like, oh, they find this MacGuffin that, like, revives you. Well, I won't do it like that. I, I won't make it shitty, but so there'll be ways. Have you ever killed somebody, CJ, in your campaigns? Oh, I'm sure Killed? No. I'm not a fan of killing off player characters. Mm -hmm. Beat down? Yes. If it comes to a point of it needs to be done to progress the story or you've gotten a little big for your britches, <laughs> I am not against whooping a character's ass. Mm -hmm. um, I don't normally fudge rolls, but if it's for, like, storytelling, all about it. Sometimes you gotta humble them, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> they get, they're like, you know what? Fuck that dragon. I, let's go kill his ass. And you get over there and they get the shit kicked out of them. Like, and I like did man, maybe... With that last build. I did I did humble you a little bit that I those were honest rolls though okay and because the way I see it is like if I like dismember or like kill one of my players I'll almost always especially come to that player in private and be like hey like I have a way I can we can either fix what happened to you or like bring back your character and like make it like a little side quest if that makes yeah. sense you know, I like doing it that way where it's like, oh, man, like, in order to bring back Alexis's character, they have to go get this artifact and, like, have this priest do some intense thing to, like, revive you, you know. I think yeah. uh, that's how I, I would. I, it's not just like, oh, well, your character's dead. Like, make a new character. Like, unless, you know, of course, you want to be like, you know what? That they had their time. It's enough time for someone new, you know. Yeah. Because uh, that's and always that's an exciting a... thing for me, you know, because, like, uh, there have been a couple times where my character on Mondays came close, and I was sitting there, and I was like, all right, well, who's the next guy going to be? <laughs> right. But I, I'm kind of, I like it, because I get to try so many things. Yeah, that's the thing, though, that a lot of people don't realize, is 
from like a lore standpoint and they could be different from dm to dm but like for like mm -hmm. resurrection spells to work the soul has to be willing to go back into his body yeah that's a lot that's easy to kind of gla glaze over you don't really yeah. but they have like, to be willing like you know because it could be that you want to bring him back and they're just like nah i'm in the afterlife yeah. dog like yeah. Just chilling, just vibing. I'm chilling at Arboria. I don't He's know hanging out right with now. your uh, blind guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a guy here who can see me. It's weird. He's crying. <laughs> Whose horse is this? Whose <laughs> horse? <laughs> oh my god. So, do you guys know anything about half orcs? Ah, uh, man, half orcs. Half I know they're supposed to be really scary. They are in interesting because uh, they're. What's the other really the other half race? Really scary. I would the say the half, half, half orcs are elves. probably closer to like your more pit bull characters. Mm -hmm. Like they can be really lovey, but they look intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Like, or or they could just be intimidating inside and out. Yeah, <laughs> depending. Or they could you know? be. I feel like you could do that with any character, though, can't you? Yeah, you, you could. Can. I mean, it's always down to how you describe things. I mean, you could have like. You could even do the opposite. Have like a like a really well put together orc who's like, maybe he has a like a nice skincare routine. Like he like he polishes his tusks. Like he is like slicks back. He's like a pretty boy orc. Like yeah. you know you could have that if you wanted to. Domesticated, if you will. Yeah. Dom <laughs> oh no. Oh god. <laughs> no, but half orcs are cool because they get. Uh, I think they get proficiency in intimidation, and they get some sort of. I think it's like a. A withstand ability where like if yeah. they're reduced to zero mm -hmm. they can instead go down to one yeah. kind of like as like what they're is it called it's like orcish something or other endurance like yeah it's endurance something something, something like endurance that. yeah but they're able to kind of like stave off yeah. death itself for a moment and just like barely <laughs> cling to life which is you know it's I me mean, that's a cool ability oh, that's yeah. really fun especially uh, from like level one Oh yeah, because I mean, level one, I'll it's one dangerous, dude. Like, it like especially when you get to those higher levels, you're like, man, I can do so much stuff. But at level one, you're like, I got two spells. That is it. <laughs> I can, or, I can hit this and dude. I can kick. Yep, I can kick that dude, and that's about all I can do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like me some half works. I think uh, I was planning on playing a half work rogue at some point just because i think it'd be fun to play i like playing races kind of off uh me is it meta is that the word <laughs> uh right. but you're good drows yeah yeah because you know an orc is a half orcs are usually geared towards more martial characters mm -hmm. like fighters and barbarians and stuff um i do like that tosh's you can kind of swap some stuff around if you want like a really smart dwarf who's like a wizard for example um yeah. just so it's not like because you could do that before but you'd be at kind of a statistical disadvantage so yeah but like, i don't know i still like playing like to the type sometimes but or i like orcs i like half orcs one of the ones that i see on here is an owlin and you you guys seen last airbender right mm -hmm. yeah it reminds me of that owl that was in the library that thing oh. really freaked me out during the show, and that's yeah. kind of oh, in the sands, the yeah. like the dunes. Oh yeah, 
Have you yeah, guys played I think... the owl one? No, I have not. not. There is actually a, a player in my Monday campaign who's playing one. Uh, and his, what's his name? His name is Hubert. <laughs> the owl so or the person? Stupid. Uh, the owl. Okay. His name is Hubert. Uh, it's really dumb. But, um, I don't know exactly everything, because that's a newer one. They added that with, like, oh, some Feywild one, I think. Yeah. Was it the Witchlight Carnival? With the fairy and the Herogon? Yeah, it was the fairy, the Herogon, and the, uh... They also did some new stuff with the hobgoblins. I'm not sure, but yeah, owls are cool because I imagine they're pretty similar to like Aarakocra, where you know because mm -hmm. they can fly, obviously. I assume. Um, it would be I'm pretty intimidating to see an owl like running at you. Oh, with yeah. Their yeah. Legs. Any, yeah, any winged creature running at you, like is, it just feels wrong. Up on the sneaking up on the guard of a camp in the middle of the night and just their head turns completely around like oh that would be horrifying <laughs> oh my god just get in that slight like bone crunching sound yeah yeah oh man let's see did they get a uh... oh they could be medium or small that's cute um oh wow they get 120 feet of dark vision that's insane Oh, that's like get... brow-level dark vision. Yeah, I mean, it is. They can fly, and they have proficiency in stealth. Honestly, that's stacked. Yeah. That's really stacked. <laughs> that's, that's borderline broken. It's almost broken. You can fly, you're really stealthy, uh, and you can see 120 feet in the dark. Which, may, I guess it makes sense if you're an owl. But, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> the Aarakocra get talons, and they can fly, and that's it. In a language. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa, yeah. So no, that's cool, though. CJ, you said when you're telling people or giving them advice on starting a race or character, you go with human fighter. What would your yeah. next one be? Um. So really, from there, I pay attention to, like, how they're playing it. If they're being more of, like, they're diplomatic or trying to make sure people are safe i'll try and typically push them towards like cleric or if they're wanting to stay on the front line fighter like paladin type ask, deal. we'll go more towards paladin um if they take like the range fighting style and stuff push them towards like your ranger or even maybe rogue mm -hmm. um if they're trying to think of like outside of the box situations i typically try and point them towards like caster and see if like that's something they'd like mm -hmm. it varies from person to person yeah and then if really. they're just like if they're if the main thing they care about is just beating the shit out of things you're like okay maybe you should be like a yeah. barbarian or something <laughs> yeah. you know like, try um, out another martial class you'll be fine <laughs> yeah and especially you know i would say my recommendation i would also agree that like a human fighter is probably not a bad idea for a class uh really i think you could probably get away for like I mean, if, if it's their first, very first time, probably human fighter. But after that, like, you could start to branch out. Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't recommend, like, wizard right off, like, on the oh, second wow. go around, because that's a lot. Yeah. Um, I'd probably, I'd be more keen to recommend a half caster, honestly. Yeah, if, they're, if they're going for casters, I would definitely recommend something easy. Probably be, like, cleric or um, paladin for, like, I'm wanting to look into casting, but don't want to be a dedicated yeah. caster. 
Because it's like, you know, you just get, like, oh, here's your two or three spells. And that's, yeah. you can only cast one of them once. And it's like, and but then, you know, you have less, uh, like, there's just, it's not as overwhelming, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah that makes sense. Because there's a lot, like, wizards, pff, I love dude, I will sit well. there for, like, so long just scrolling, figuring out, like, what I want. And then I'm like, okay, this one's cool. But then I got to scroll back to see the other cantrip. I'll sit yeah. there for a an inornament amount of time <laughs> just building um wizards you definitely have to be more of like the method acting mindset if you want to like to perfection play a wizard so i know back in the day i used to mm-hmm. type up like different like every all the different spells on papers and put them in a little three ring binder and then oh wow so you have to sit there and look through it that's book. a good idea that's really neat it was so much fun have you guys ah, played D and D? Whenever it was, you had to make your like character sheet by hand, like the actual sheet of paper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. V- briefly, and I and I did not understand a lot of it at the time, because I was like fourteen. Yeah. Because uh, I I told this to him before we got in here, but uh, my, it was my very first experience with it, and I was like fourteen or so, and like my neighbor was like, "Hey, do you do you, do you guys want to come over and play Dungeons and Dragons?" And I was like. Okay, what is that? He's like, oh, it's a role-playing game. And I was like, oh, because I was playing uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion at the time. Uh, you know, same thing. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I sure, I got this. I love that game. And we get in there, and like he's giving us like these papers, and I'm like, what's this? He's like, oh, it's your character sheet. I'm like, I was like, my what? Like, what do you, what do you want? I don't know what to do. He's like, oh, well, you like look in this book, and it tells you all these races, and you pick one you want, which ones you like. And you, like, fill it out. And I was like, oh, okay. Did you uh, think it was a video game? No, I, I knew that it wasn't a video game, but I thought that... I don't know what I expected. I didn't expect it to be that in-depth, I think. I thought it was just, like, I'd pick, like, a guy. Like, a little, you know, uh, like, like Monopoly. I got, like, the thimble, you know. I thought that's what it would be. <laughs> but he's like, you know, you get to build everything. I was like, ooh, okay. And, of course, my very first character was a, uh, a rogue drow. You know, what can I say? Um, Solid combo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, drow are great. I love, I love drow. <laughs> I love rogues. So, um, but no, it's cool because I mean, uh, and I do like the fact that uh, on D and D Beyond now you can export those files because that's what I do now. Is I just I print it all off and I staple it together because I'm lazy. Um, but you probably have a lot more experience with the the pen and paper side of these things, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I've been pen and paper from day one like i'm not a fan of getting the technology into it because like it's easier it's more organized but at the same time you have like one day of oh i've forgotten a password or i forgot to charge my laptop like where where are you getting your character information from there like yeah no that's that's completely fair and i think it's just nice to like not have to do that and unplug you know just be like i have yeah. my dice and my paper and i'm good like yeah you know and like I'll, right I'll, I'll like i said earlier i i like to keep you know i'll keep it on my phone so that like if i don't remember a certain description of like how yeah this particular action works you know like and i need the more detailed description you know i'll, yeah. I'll look it up on there but that's only like that's like a a case-by-case basis i guess is what you would say mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, typically, um, if I'm running a caster, I'll have everything pulled up in the Safari on my phone, like all of my oh, spells yeah. and like what they do. Past that, that's about the limit of my technology. Yeah, I know some people they get like a they get like a little binder with the little pockets, and they get the spell cards and they like mm -hmm. organize them, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a lot of dedication though, because my roommate the, uh, does that. Yeah, because the. <laughs> I think D&D Beyond, they sell them, but it's, it's, they're, like, dependent on the class. So you have to, mm -hmm. if, if you wanted to have access to all of them, you'd have to buy each of them individually, which I don't even yeah. know. That's an ungodly amount of money right up front. Yeah, I know, um, what is it, Barnes & Noble sells, like, packs of, like, arcane spell cards, and it'll have, like, everything from wizard, sorcerer, I think druid in there as well. But if you want, okay. like, you're more specialized, you can buy, like, the cleric pack or the Or, like, the bard. Pack. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize oh, there were cool. spells that were, like, specific to races or classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and most of it is... Because uh, the way it works is, like, you have a certain list of spells that that class has access to. And they can overlap, too. Like, you can have... There's yeah. a lot of wizard spells that, like, a sorcerer might have access to but there are certain spells that are very specific mainly uh it's actually the half casters that get a lot of specific stuff like the ranger and the paladin get a lot of like paladin they get a lot of like smite spells yeah. i know that uh the ranger they get like crazy like oh i forget the name of the it's like the volley like the barrage where they can like fire a bunch of arrows yeah that's oh, specific to that ranger to yeah yeah that is ranger only from what i know yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, we love it. Well, What's really up next? Cool. The next one that I have up here is that I thought looked interesting was the the lionin. Oh, the lionin. The lionin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have too much experience with those. Like, once you start getting into like the beast races, it's like outside of my realm of knowledge yeah much, you're so. definitely more of like you you i like think you have a lot of experience with the classic kind of more tolkien-esque yeah characters which i can't blame you i mean they're who doesn't love a good elf in, in a right. good you know like scottish dwarf you know who, who doesn't love that right uh, and it's, i do it's actually I, it's not that i don't like them because like i like the idea of them and they're awesome for like a specific kind of campaign like, yeah. If you're going for your like your general, I'm gonna save the world. Like the rarity of these races would be so absurd that it would be hard to yeah. roleplay as a DM. Because mm -hmm. then you're like, you know, everyone doesn't recognize. Yeah, exactly. Because you see, like, oh, there's like a group, there's like an elf, there's a you know, like a dwarf, and then there's an owl humanoid man, and yeah. you're like, whoa, what? Like, what's what's going on with that? Because they're, they're probably, like, he's going to come up and be like, hey, where's the nearest tavern? He's like, what are you? I've never <laughs> seen anything like you. Um, no, I get that. And I also think it depends on what kind of pl player you are. You know, like, there are some people that are just like, I want to be a big lion man and bite people and hit them with an axe. And that's yeah. perfectly fine. I We do have uh, a player in my uh, Monday campaign who's playing a Leonin. Uh, you just and have a lot of beasts in that campaign. It sounds. I like. do. They, they, uh, they get wild. Like we have a reborn guy. We have, we have two reborn guys. We have an owlin. We have the the rabbit guys. We have uh, a minotaur as well, who's a wrestler. That's a whole nother can of worms. But uh, we have a lot. 
We have a lot of beast races. Um, I'm like one of the more normal ones. I have a tiefling, because we all have two characters. Uh, so I have a tiefling and a gnome. But I love them. I love my little gnome boy. I, I could talk about him for hours. But no, Leonin are really cool, because they get like a cool roar ability. I think where they can like frighten people yeah. near them. And I think they get talents and stuff. But no, they're they're pretty cool. Very proud, proud folk, from what I know. God, there's so many. <laughs> there are so many. Um, one that looks really scary is the bugbear. Ooh, that's an interesting one because that's from Volos, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a. That's one of the monster races. The monstrous. That's right. Because that that and like the Kenku, the lizard folk, hobgoblins and goblins. I think were added mm -hmm. in those. And those are in like previous editions. Those were only monsters those were only npcs yeah. you couldn't really play those um and they kind of i guess translated it into a playable race um bugbears are really interesting to me as a as a playable race i know you probably don't care about them cj because it's like again that, more well, no. bestial bugbears bugbears actually makes a little bit more sense as a playable race than your bestial stuff yeah like, the bugbears are natural tacticians and military leaders. Like, yeah. The fact and of I, one of them did not be a bad guy is that so far out of the question? Yeah, no. I mean, especially in the, in the same thing with like hobgoblins and stuff. You know, for one to break free from that kind of mold. Uh, yeah. I, I, a lot of the lore I read. I don't know how much of this is accurate. I think I think it was from D and D official site. But uh, one of the things that I really liked is that uh, they're very. They are very good tacticians. They're, they're most, mostly known for ambushes mm -hmm. uh, because they're very they're very strong and intimidating, but they're also like surprisingly stealthy, and yeah. like they can set up. They kind of command like smaller goblinoids, like just l little goblins, to kind of like yeah. form up and like you know attack with intent and like a plan. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's really funny because they tend to be very lazy. Maybe not very lazy, but they're a little lazy where they 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 like to delegate goblins and other like dominated species or like races to do things for them while they just sit there and i think that's really funny um yeah. just because it's like this guy could be like the most intimidating warlord you could ever meet but he's just he's kind of lazy and he just wants to sit there and like drink wine or whatever uh but they're really they're really fun to play because they get uh one of them is they get i can't remember what it's called but they have a, a longer reach uh i think that their reach with like melee weapons is like five feet longer than it normally would be Is five or ten feet like longer. Their arms are longer or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have long, I guess, orangutan arms. <laughs> uh, they're big, hairy, like scary monster people. Uh, but they also get like, they get proficiency in stealth, um, and they also get a kind of a, a pseudo surprise attack where like if they attack a creature that did not know they were there i think they get like a little like a d6 or some extra damage yeah, so they're like, like that kind of ambush mm -hmm. like a like a stuff. yeah like a nerfed sneak attack but uh no they're interesting i love them because you know having a really like big like intimidating creature that's also stealthy and can kind of sneak around who's smart like that's that's oh, yeah. kind of scary you know yeah yeah like so i think Chewbacca we should man. end our races and classes episode here 
if that's okay with you guys, maybe pick it up again another time. Yeah, with a part two. With a part two. Hell yeah. So thank you guys for joining me today. Absolutely. It was a good time. Again, I I always have opinions. Always. (laughs) I'm just a big old nerd, so I'm all about D&D. Dude, same. same. I don't have enough people to talk to about it. Oh, well, you you came to the right place. (laughs) We in it now, boys. Let's go.